time for the Susan Taylor Podcast, where we discuss the yoga of mind, medicine, and healing. Author of Feeling Good Matters, Sexual Radiance, and the Vital Energy Program, Dr. Taylor imparts authentic knowledge and practical tools that inspire, educate, and empower us to be a healing force for positive change. So join us and take your life and our planet to the next level. Hello and welcome to episode 149, Is a Digital Lifestyle Hijacking Your Brain? In today's episode, I'd like to talk about navigating the digital world, health issues resulting from too much digital devicing, and tips to restore your wellness. So to detox means to let go and create some space. And we all need to create space if we want to have a healthy and prosperous life. It's of no surprise that our technology habits are profoundly hijacking our brains, leading to distraction, disturbance, and ultimately stupefaction with fatigue. Yes, I did say fatigue, where you just can't seem to feel happy and inspired to do things. We used to say that fall each year signals the arrival of our new smartphones, but this falls a different scenario. Uh, we have a lot of things happening. We had the lockdowns across the country prior. And they have entailed a rise in the use of these information systems and networks, uh, Zoom classes. Everything is related to digital because we can't see each other. And we have usage patterns and usage behavior that's really gone, you know, skyrocketed, which is affecting our health. And, you know, what is what are we going to do about it? And that's what I'd like to talk about today. You know, we've become so connected digitally due to the pandemic that perhaps we've forgotten what it feels like to be a human being. And we all feel this, not to mention this fall bringing the attention to the presidential election. So with all of this together, we need to, like, pick up our spirits and become inspired again to want to step forward and live a human life. I think it's a serious situation that's existing now, and it won't go away until we recognize the problem, remove or root up the core of the problem, as I always say, and repair, rewire, and rejuvenate what is there and what we have to do with our life. The landscape is quite astonishing, and it's no surprise that we're in an energy flow of mobile device attachment. Yes, attachment to our mobile devices physically, emotionally, as well as mentally. Not even to mention that we don't have a spiritual component. Do you know that at least 46% of participants in a a Pew survey from 2015, and that's 2015 is where I got the data, said that they couldn't live without their devices. Snapchat, Instagram, and the biggest time sink of them all, Facebook, now occupying more than five or six hours of the average U.S. consumer's daily life. And that's according to another analytic survey. In fact, you don't even have time to spend with a human to celebrate your birthday. We can't. We have to. We've been in lockdown mode, and we're not able to do that. This is not something to really harbor on saying that it's a negative. It it is what it is. But we need to pay attention to this now and do something about it for ourselves while we still practice social distancing, wearing a mask, But we need to step up and really tie into our human essence of who we really are. 
we have to learn to choose or to ignore and really understand what's happening and working even with our brains. As our smartphone usage swells, it brings the inevitable side effects when used without skill. And some of these include, and this is what I wanted to talk about today, we have sleep disturbance. According to the National Sleep Foundation, 71% of people sleep, you know, their sleep, they hold on to their smartphones, have them in bed with them on the nightstand. There was a study done in Science Translational Medicine from September, again, 2015, that the amount of caffeine in a double espresso has less of an effect on our sleep than staring at a mobile device before bed. And that's computers included. And I could just say even my usage of computers has increased exponentially. And if I'm not off the computer at least two hours before bedtime, I find that it becomes very, very difficult. We also have another side effect is attention span. You know how they used to say, I don't think it was correct, the goldfish, uh, it's incorrectly given the reputation of having the shortest attention span in the animal kingdom, which we know is probably not true, but because it might be the fruit fly, <laughs> but it might even be a human being at this point. I would bet to say that most of us have a shorter attention span since we've been using all these devices over and over again without full presence. There was a study done from the Microsoft Corporation that people now generally lose concentration after eight seconds, highlighting the effects of increasingly digital, you know, a digital lifestyle on the brain. You know, what will this do to our process of evolution? I'm not sure that it's gonna be an added benefit to our growth and development for sure. You know, take a personal test and see how strong your memory is. Another side effect is people isolation. Now with the pandemic, as well as with all this digital, we're really becoming isolated. And there's a breakdown of our human communication system. I see the younger children are not able to look you in the eye or even speak. They don't know how to acknowledge another human being. You know, have you ever seen happy people when we were at restaurants a long time ago who were texting while, we're waiting for, while they're waiting for their food? They don't even engage with each other. They're engaging with a mobile device. So again, I don't want to be negative, but I think now is the time we can really address this. And I'm bringing it up now because now's the time we have to go inward. There's quite a movement now with a lot of uncertainty, let's call it that. And we have all these digital devices, which we've been using, and we're even using them more for our workplace now. But what do we need to do? How do we go within? How do we turn our attention and reclaim our mind and come back home? And that comes from my new book, Return to Radiance. And I'm not promoting that on this podcast, but I'm really just talking about we really need to take action now and transform our way of being. Another side effect is anxiety and depression. I see that off the charts. Multiple studies have come to the conclusion that our always connected world is leading to an epidemic of anxiety and depression diagnosis. On average, we could see that a depressed person uh, probably spends more than you know an hour on the phone while a healthy person might only use 17 minutes on average you know, per call or whatever. I've seen that study somewhere. 
Although some people speculate that using, you know, one of these smartphone works on our dopaminergic receptors in the brain, I'm not quite sure it's true. The answer lies deeper than a simple transmitter response. You know, findings on anxiety and depression with cell phone usage can be found in the May issue of the Computers in Human Behavior. Then we look at stress. That's another side effect. And we have stress, you know, research from the American Psychological Association. They began to really detail the increasing amount of stress caused by time spent on these devices. You know, and being connected in some regards means you're always available and you're always, you're vigilant. Your whole nervous system becomes hypervigilant. And we know through our meditation training that we want to calm down our nervous system. In order to be happy and healthy, you cannot have an agitated nervous system. And that comes from our breath training. So we train you in breath so that your nervous system does become relaxed because a relaxed nervous system allows the body and the brain in this case to heal. It becomes back into balance. So this is just the tip of the iceberg, some of the things that I mentioned. We really have to work with our digital devices in a very, very healthy way. And we need to know when to cut it off and when to utilize it. Remember, it's an instrument. Your mind is also an instrument. If we learn to use the mind as well as we learn to use our digital devices, we will have mastered our minds. A systematic meditation training could be the answer or at least offer a clue to how to find and move beyond that addiction and take back your life. What's most amazing about meditation isn't immediate. Um, it's not that immediate and it's not that apparent sometimes because it requires that you do the work. And, you know, we have some techno gadget saying you could be a meditator. Don't believe that. They're false prophets. P-R-O-F-I-T-S. Keep in mind, there's nothing within two minutes, a two minute, one minute meditation. These are all people who are, they don't meditate. And I would really like to offer a real systematic, precise way to meditate and teach people so that you can reclaim your mind, revitalize your body, come back to your own home base, restore your health. Because let's face it, the pandemic's gonna be over. We're gonna have a new policy in place. The world is going to go on. We're going to move into a positive light, and we are moving that way. It seems a little dark now, but remember, wherever there's dark, there's light. So we could move forward with that freedom, and we could move forward with an intact, healthy nervous system and brain. It's worth pointing out that as human beings, we do have an expansive capacity given the anatomy of our brain. And when we choose distraction over focus, we slowly lose our ability to find freedom and fulfillment in life. Remember from a previous blog post that I did, our brain has the ability to change. That's neuroplasticity. And this change can be for the better or for the worse. So take notice when you get onto your digital devices or seeing who's beeped or you know, you're browsing around, not communication necessarily, because we need that. There's a little bit of a difference, but just browsing around, seeing what's happening in the false news. And you know, I don't think there's anything even that we, who could trust anything now with all the nonsense that's going on. But keep yourself aware. You know, maybe you do it if you want it for entertainment, do it five or 10 minutes a day, but that's it. We'll find that we'll become a much 
happier person if we just don't stay connected one day a week. That's what I do at least. I'm now trying to do two days a week uh, because we're doing everything online. And just remember, we don't want that distraction. And there are reasons why we allow ourselves to be distracted. Number one, we have a desire for distraction. I was going to do a whole podcast on the desire for distraction. Or you may have what we call, used to be called FOMO, fear of missing out and the anxiety and dejected feelings that come with that. You may just not have the focused intention to start or you don't really want to enjoy what you're doing. So your mind takes you elsewhere. The mind wants enjoyment. Or you may want to connect to social media world because you're feeling isolated or lonely and you'll feel better. People are buying dogs now because they're feeling isolated and they need that feeling of love. So the dog breeding business is off the charts and hopefully after the pandemic situation is over, they don't all go back to animal shelters. That will be not a very nice scene. So we're all searching for that, but the search doesn't have to go outside of us. The search is right within yourself. And that's the solution. Turn inward, turn towards yourself. You can learn and enjoy and utilize the technology available. Why not letting it run your life? And here are some solutions for our community listeners. Schedule specific times to be with yourself. That's without your digital appendage. You've heard this before, but set a timer. We don't need digital appendages. Set a time, and let me just go back on that for a minute. I know people, they text me or call me, friends, family, and I love them, you know, texting me and calling me because that's the way we communicate, but they always wonder why I didn't pick up. It's because I don't have my phone with me. I don't take it with me everywhere I go. I don't take it with me to the kitchen. I don't take it with me when I go out to the garden. I don't take it with me when I go out on a walk. And when I do my bike ride to the beach, I don't take it with me. And if I do, it's on airplane mode and I'm studying some language or something. You know, I uh, haven't been doing that because I'm on, see, that's what I mean. I'm on digital all the time with teaching and uh, private clients that I'm seeing that I don't need it when I'm on my bike anymore to study or listen to chanting and things like that. So now I go in silence because there's only so much we can take. So schedule specific times. Then the next is to set a specific time in the AM that you will turn on your devices. I've said that before. And only after your meditation practice, not before. You need time to tune up the mind before it's bombarded with the external stimuli. And as I mentioned, leave your, home, you leave your phone at home and go for a walk or a bike in the park with your mask, of course, and until that's all taken care of. But you don't need your phone. Learn to meditate. And when I say meditate, I don't just mean sitting down and being mindful of what you're not doing. I mean, really get a systematic training so you can sit down, breathe, relax, and collect and contain your energy. Bringing your mind back home is not done haphazardly. And that's why people get frustrated and then they give it up because they haven't been taught correctly. Meditation needs to be systematic. And if you want to feel revitalized and make progress, that's what you need to do. And we teach that at the Center for Meditation Science. I teach that. And I have a lot of certified meditation teachers that also do that. And if you don't want me, I'll refer you to someone. That's okay too. Then also take one day per week on a time segment, you know, within a day or a week to perform disconnect. 
disconnect from everything, remove yourself from anything that is digital in sight. Breathe and take a moment and connect to that which makes you human and connects you to all the other life forms on the planet. And I'm going to add one more thing here that I did. I just thought of as I'm speaking. Uh, I turn off my Wi-Fi router. I've done that and I feel so much better when I do that. If you can plug into the wall or your your router, but you're not using Wi-Fi, it's much better off for the house. And then at night when you go to bed, turn off your Wi-Fi router. Follow any, if not all, the steps because you can stay connected because we are in an isolation state right now with, as I said, with new numbers increasing with the pandemic. And we have to experience that and express that, I should say, in a positive way of how we could contribute and be mindful of, uh, you know, respectful. That's the, that's the word I was looking for. Respectful of what's really happening. But we could still do the texting and things like that. But let's really pull back a little bit and take time and learn how to be with ourselves. And I'll be guiding classes weekly, uh, probably starting next week before the holidays and helping people through the holidays where we'll get together and we'll practice together as a group. And uh, we have to do it on a digital device, but at least we'll be practicing together. And as mobile, this whole technology is getting bigger and bigger, we have to be skillful in, you know, if we're doing uh, what we're doing to maintain our intelligence and mental freedom. My advice, pay attention to what you're doing and don't take your humanness, your human brain for granted. Be aware and train your mind to stay focused because the energy of the mind is the essence of life. Train your mind. I'll say it again. The energy of your mind is the essence of life. And take that time and reclaim your mind by training it. And that brings us to the end of this episode. And as I always say, please check out my book, Return to Radiance, on Amazon.com. If you'd like to purchase it, I'll be doing some classes first quarter 2021, and I'm revving up for that right now. I'm just completing an intense training in meditation that I'm going to roll out for all of you next year, which is also very exciting. If you'd like to get the podcast automatically, it's available on your favorite podcast apps, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and others, even our YouTube channel. Check that out and subscribe. It really helps the community. It helps Google search engines, and it really contributes to the community. You have no idea how much it contributes. So thank you for those that have been doing that. And contact us at susantaylor.org if you have any questions, comments, or feedback. And thank you again for listening, everyone. I really appreciate uh, having all of you in the community every week. And until next time, remain calm, consciously aware, living in the moment.